Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to episode 144 of Geek Town Radio. This week I have with me... It's Han. Matt, how Hello are you again, doing? David. How are you? <laughs> All right, how are you? Good, yeah. Good to see you again after yesterday's big podcast we did. Yes, so. yes, we did a your 100th episode of your gaming podcast yesterday, yes. which was like yes. a mammoth two-hour thing, which was uh, which was quite mm. good fun. So, yeah, we had me, uh, David, and Robert, who's my you know, regular co-host. regular coaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. That so that's pretty good. good. Yeah. So, what else have you been up to? It's been sort of about five weeks, I think, since you were on last time. Something like that. Yeah, not too long. I found two hidden gems on Netflix. Well, I'll, I'll call them hidden gems. Yeah. Uh, and I, I agree with what you and Beck said. I think it was last week about like needing to properly scroll through Netflix to find some of these things. Yeah. Because um, they tend to, they do tend to have more of the popular things on like the front like the things people have like already heard of yeah um so the first one is called wanted it's basically about these two girls one's called chelsea one's called lola uh they you see them in their sort of normal everyday lives and uh they've been waiting at the same bus stop for like eight years or however long it's been and they've like never spoken before but eventually you find out they've like you know noticed bits and pieces about each other and they end up getting mixed up in this sort of drug thing basically these two cars come and like attack the bus stop they're at in order to I guess kidnap them for something and it sort of basically spirals from there and they basically end up going on the run for two seasons it's two seasons long Uh, there is a third one coming and there's six episodes each so 12 episodes all together and it's basically the story of like Chelsea and Lola getting to know each other and one of them's a bit better at surviving than the other and they get sort of lost in this desert thing and they end up with no petrol and (laughs) one of them gets bitten on the leg and she freaks out about it and I haven't got enough good words to, to say about it I thoroughly enjoyed it and I was glad that glad I pressed the play button because I'm sure we've both done it or other people have done it as well we'll see something good on Netflix and we'll say maybe one day we'll click add to list and we'll go yeah, back yeah. and we'll move on uh, but this time I, I clicked play and I was just uh, hooked from the pilot I thought it was excellent and I'm not sure which month it comes out in but season 3 is supposed to be this year yeah don't have a month for it Yes, so okay. uh, it's uh, it's an Australian drama series. That it's only like you so. say, only six episodes each. So first season came out in February. Second season came out in June. So who knows when the mm. third season will land and when it will get added 
over here on uh, Netflix. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I guess middle of the year. If if the last season was June, it Some looks like it's going to be sort yeah. of middle of the year sometime. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, a nice sort of tight six episode story per season, mm. of course. Um, good. And it just it went from there. Won't spoil the ending of season, the ending of season two, but. Uh, Interested to see where they go with it. They've okay. like changed it a bit. And the second thing I have to talk about is the end of, I'll just say F World or the yeah. end of the world, whatever. Yeah. Which Channel 4 is still trying to advertise as an exclusive to all four, even though it's on Netflix. Yes, it's whatever. now on Netflix because it was a Netflix yeah. co-production. Okay. And, and But they, they only put the first episode out on Channel 4 and then the rest of it went out on all four. Mm-hmm. But it's now also on Netflix as well because Netflix co-produced it. So uh, right. it's Netflix worldwide. I've noticed that happening a lot, like a pilot will air on TV and then the rest will be on a box set. Sky have started to do it quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, um, although... And they did it with uh, Britannia as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sky, with, with Sky, they are running it weekly, actually, on okay. Sky Atlantic. They did it with Billions and they're doing it with quite a lot of things. If the series has already run somewhere else or if it's one of their own shows, they're tending to air it weekly, but from the moment the first episode goes out, they dump the rest of it on to mm-hmm. the, uh, the box sets. It sort of gives you both options. If you want to watch it weekly, you can do yeah. that. And if you want to binge it at whatever pace, you can do that as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I've um, actually made a similar suggestion to Sky about, because you know, with okay. things like the DC shows and right. uh, a lot of people complain, you know, like at the moment, we're running way behind on the DC shows. Yeah. Although I'll come to that. We're not actually as behind as some people think we are, but we'll, I'll come to okay. that in a minute. But okay. um, with those, part of the problem is they need to schedule it. And you kind of think, well, wouldn't it make more sense to, if you've already bought them, drop them on as box sets onto the on-demand and now TV, mm-hmm. like the day after? Because at least then you're going to cut down some of the piracy issues. Yes. Um, even if they then don't schedule it until like a month later to actually put on Sky One, it might cannibalise some of the Sky One viewing. But I don't know. I think the quicker you make it available, the more you, like you said, cut out the piracy because people will do that. Yeah, because um, they don't want to so. wait. So, right. But we'll come back to that. Go on, carry on. Okay. You said you hadn't seen any of this, the end of the world. I'll yeah. just call it that. The first two episodes are some of the most not in a bad way, I don't think, but some of the most basic dialogue you'll ever see in a show. Right. But there's like an event that happens and it completely flips the whole thing on its head. The only thing I didn't like, and I thought the first two episodes were a bit slow and a bit sort of plotting, but you sort of, both the two characters sort of start talking about their lives and like how bad they are and it sets up a bit of the stuff that happens and sort of their relationship because that's quite like one of the important things for the show. Yeah. And then the event happens and then it flips on its head. The only thing I didn't like after that was how it ended, which I won't spoil, but it's a case... Yeah, I can't really talk about it without spoiling it, but it's a case <laughs> of not giving you an answer, really. Right, like, okay. give you a part of an answer, but not all of it, so yeah. I kind of hope there's a second season. Because as it was getting towards the end of the episode, I thought, okay, maybe you can kind of wrap it up a bit here, but maybe yeah. they didn't want to and they wanted the little cliffhanger thing that happens but uh, I thought it was a nice quick sort of interesting binge over a few days or so yeah. uh, or a week or so however long it, it took me uh, but I thought that was quite good I want to quickly throw in the pilot episode of Britannia that's the only one that I've seen yes Have you it's seen the only one I've seen so yeah, yeah. I, I haven't watched the rest of it yet I've I did think it was pretty bad I thought it was it felt to me like I had a bunch of characters shoved in my face and a bunch <laughs> of different groups and cults and stuff and I 
just didn't understand it. Right. Funnily enough, I sent out a tweet and I said like, okay, there's supposed to be really good. It could be, but like the first episode's modeled and stuff. And then I'm not, I'm not sure which Twitter account sent me it, but they said, oh, you'll, it will make sense more in episode two. Yeah. So I'll guess I'll have to just plunge in again and watch some more. I, I don't, yeah. I, I sort of right. don't want to judge a show based on one episode. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I enjoyed it. It was okay, but yeah, like you say, there was a lot of stuff thrown at you in that first episode. Just random things that happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was managing to follow it, but there was there was a lot of stuff thrown at you in that first episode. So, and I haven't got around to watching the rest of it yet, and I haven't really been felt sort of pushed to watch the rest of it yet. Yeah. Um, but it is going out weekly on TV, and it's one of those shows that I could binge my way through, but I've had other things to work with. Mm-hmm. At the moment and it may be something it may be the next thing i go and binge after i've done this but i got other stuff that i need to catch up on as well so it's 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 not being oh i must watch the next one now you know i haven't had that feeling from Mm. it maybe i will once i get a few episodes in i don't know so Mm -hmm. we'll see i think one of the issues maybe that it had is the pilot was really long and sometimes with pilots that are particularly long like a double length or something it can just be a long thing to sort of to set up basically yeah um so i'll watch the second one at some point and and see how i feel after yeah wanted to mention the good place as well i actually started uh watching it i was looking for i i come up with shows i had started watching but i was just in the mood for a laugh and a comedy and i was like good yeah. place has been sort of sitting there waiting for me so oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna jump in yeah and it was really nice to to have a break from drama tv basically i'll say yeah. and watch some comedy so that was i've only watched about seven or eight episodes oh it's it's brilliant it just gets better yeah. and better i, I do think absolutely it's love that series yeah. it's really there was good. one particular episode i think it was two or three when it was like this is how to be a good person this is how to be a good person and that put me off slightly but then i i carried on through and it didn't sort of continue to do that so yeah. uh i'm glad it's been very good which seems like a show that's going to go on for a little while at least so uh, yes. i'm pretty happy with that and the last thing i have to mention is van helsing ah, which yes. is kind of netflix's zombie show that not a lot of people talked about and again another thought this is the second hidden gem that i was referring to um yeah. i've watched the first two episodes i watched them yesterday and it's very very good the first two episodes do a little bit of like this is how this happened to this character and this character has something that's happened and we'll explain it um but they sort of clean that up by the second episode they're supposed to be sort of vampires but they have like zombie attributes to them right um, yeah there's these other sort of characters that have kind of been introduced slightly they're clearly like the villains and stuff they're definitely the more vampire type of characters but um i'm looking forward to seeing where it goes at least some zombie shows can sort of uh, i found this with the strain it has a very basic premise and has this thing that happens and sort of throws it somewhere else right um and that didn't serve the strain very well um yeah. so i'm hoping that this show doesn't do something weird like that that it just <laughs> sort of keeps it a bit basic because i love the idea of the whole sort of um throwing characters in a situation in like an apocalypse and just sort of seeing how they'll survive and seeing like who's going to die and that sort of thing. It's a very basic premise, but one that can be quite entertaining. So I'm looking forward to seeing where that goes. That's got two seasons. I think they're both 13 episodes. So hopefully that goes somewhere good. And that's my stuff that I've been doing. Cool. Okay. I've been mainly still binge watching Outlander. That's been my main thing for the last 
few weeks, really. I'm now in the final season, or the last aired season, not the final final season, because I think okay. it's still going. But uh, <laughs> I've been watching that. I'm about halfway through, I think it's season three we're on at the moment. So there is a fourth season coming. It's, it's one of those shows that I found, the first season was 16 episodes. I found that a little bit ponderous in places and it, it you know though it just felt like they were filling gaps a bit too much the subsequent second and third season are 13 episodes and they're a lot tighter and it uh, moves along at a much better pace in the second and third season i think um yeah. so i've really been enjoying that and certainly by about halfway through the second season i'd really got into got to the point of much watch next episode you know nice. uh, so <laughs> i i was really quite enjoying it and as you go through because you know the basic premise is it's uh somebody it's a nurse from the 1940s that gets thrown back 200 years in time and ends up in highland scotland that's the setup of it um but for a lot of the first season she's sort of this person that is out of time but they don't really play with any of the time travel stuff in there that much the more seasons go on the more they play with the the different timelines and things which i i found far more interesting so uh i i'm really quite enjoying it and uh there is a certain suspension of disbelief because there are sort of time jumps in it where the time jumps like 20 years and nobody appears to actually age but <laughs> but uh you know so there is a certain amount of that willing suspension of disbelief i think in uh in that but i'm really really enjoying it at the moment it's a, it's a really great series so yeah and i'm going to be towards the end of the third season probably by the end of this week and uh that's going to be like no i want more now so so that's uh that's kind of annoying but uh i'm really enjoying that if you've not caught outlander it's on amazon prime it's worth going to watch black lightning you mentioned as well which mm-hmm. uh turned up on netflix this week or end of last week so what did you think of it i i really liked it i'm looking forward to seeing where it goes and i like the fact that this isn't an origin story this is based this is actually kind of the opposite end of things where this guy has to kind of come out of retirement yeah um because all, all the other shows maybe apart from legends we've all kind of seen like barry gets his powers and you see how he becomes a flash oliver you see how he gets trained and stuff this is the opposite end where you see him come out of retirement and it's like mm. i'm looking forward to seeing more of black lightning himself yeah uh, and I know, I know this is in a first season you have to do a certain amount of setup and character development and stuff like with him as jefferson yeah and like building his relationship with his family and stuff but uh i thought it was very very good and i'm i'm glad that they've got a shorter season for this it's 13 episodes isn't it yes Um, i think so so it's quite a nice sort of first season to sort of like settle into yeah um i'm with you on that you've there's no setup no explanation of who he is exactly or how he got the powers you just sort of accept the fact that he was a superhero and he has these lightning powers and you're like cool okay fine and and it just goes from there and it's him kind of coming out of retirement and uh trying to to save his family which uh, yeah i like that really as a setup and uh mm. you know you, I, I think we're at a point now where there's so many superhero shows around we don't necessarily need to know how he got the powers and how he became the hero he is i don't think you yeah. need origin stories that was always the problem with those with the spider-man movies every time they reset something he had to get his powers again and i think what they did right with the tom holland movies was the fact that everybody knows that origin story at this point you don't need to put it in again you know so yeah, uh, i was glad they didn't do that again with yeah. spider-man for like the third time so 
So, you know, and I, I think people might not know the Black Lightning uh, origin story, but I don't think it's necessary. I think you, you know, audiences of this sort of show at this point are just going to go, fine, you know, that's <laughs> we, we, he's a superhero, fine. So, um, yeah, I, I really like the first episode of this. I thought it was a good, solid superhero show. It's different enough from all the other DC shows. And although Definitely. it's not connected directly, although my I still reckon by the second season we'll end up with a crossover. Oh, it will be at some point. It would be <laughs> but, silly if they didn't. So. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more of it. I, mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's, uh, that's on Netflix weekly that's coming out mm-hmm. so uh, worth going to look at me and roberts uh who i said is my gaming co-host he's also my um cw superheroes co-host oh, and yeah. we did like a short sort of uh 22 minute pilot episode for that so cool. that's out there as well yeah other things i watched this week blue bloods came back which is a mm-hmm. sort of standard procedural drama i've been watching for a very long time the only reason i happen to mention blue bloods is there is a character who is uh, the wife of danny in the show and she's not there at the start of the episode. And the opening episode of the season reveals spoilers if you've not watched it yet, although it has been all over the news for the last like six months, is revealed that his wife, who was perfectly alive at the end of the last season, has been killed off air in a plane crash, in a, a helicopter crash, because she was a nurse and uh, she was killed on duty, like flying you know, in, a, in a helicopter. It's just very odd. It's it's kind of strange. And I know the reason for it the reason for it is the fact that her contract was up and she didn't want to renew her contract it wasn't that they they killed her off it was just she had a seven-year contract she decided it was about time she moved on to something else apparently and she didn't want to come back so they had to kill her off air rather than bringing her back for like an episode to do it so you start the season a few months after it's happened i have to say danny doesn't look particularly overly broken up about it uh i it it just feels weird. It feels very odd because she was uh-huh. quite a major character in that show. I mean, she was one of the regular cast, so she was there and part of the, this big family unit. So it just seems a little bit odd that you're not seeing more grief come out Didn't of it. Couldn't she just, come back just for the death scene? You, you would have thought that maybe yeah. they could have, you know, they could have kind of had her in for one episode or and done a little bit of it I just it just feels strange but okay. um you know it feels like they're trying to get the, the whole thing sort of out of the way fairly on and then just move on mm. i don't know and i and from a writer's point of view i sort of get that because it was her decision not to come back they don't want to have to make the whole first half of this season about you know for danny's character about her not being there and maybe mm. they just want to gloss over it and move on. Story-wise, it just seems a little weird. I think killing killing characters off screen, whoever it is, regardless of who they are in the show, I think is always quite unsatisfying, especially as like these days with the amount of times we've been tricked with character deaths, we like to see the character dead so we can make sure. Yeah. I mean, if you remember last year in 24, there was a character we thought that had yeah, died yeah. and he just got up and walked away. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you just never quite know. But... I think it, there are certain shows, if you don't see the character die on screen, you'll know they're probably not dead you know Mm. and i think that's particularly true of a lot of the superhero dramas and that sort of stuff uh speaking of which character deaths have you watched uh, star trek discovery recently (laughs) yes yes i have um have you you watched um, today's yet uh not today's no right okay i haven't so although i did read a small spoiler by accident yeah uh always the way but um mm. yeah so i mean discovery as my friend mike said really is kind of game of thrones in space at the moment they do seem and i love it i love the fact that it's not 
traditionally what you would call Star Trek. It is, you know, if you want a next generation Star Trek, go and watch the Orville because that's far closer to it than this is. This is something a lot darker. I'm really, really enjoying both the Discovery and the Orville as shows for very different reasons. Discovery Mm. is is a very interesting kind of take on the whole Star Trek universe. It slightly bothers me that they're talking about going down a more traditional route next season. What, what would that mean? Well, I've, I've read a few things that are saying it may be more traditional Star Trek, which is is more kind of episodic rather than a continuing overarching story that may be sort of the more episodic sort of things um, monster of the week type show i think it would be a shame to do that i would much rather it it has this bigger you know more kind of walking dead-esque overarching theme to the whole series i'd much rather it was more that than the traditional star trek monster of the week type thing because as i say we've got the orville now that does that and does that brilliantly well that sort of fills the whole of the sort of people wanting something like next generation i think it's much better that discovery is something quite different i don't know what the crew configuration is going to be like next season but uh i'm thoroughly enjoying it so i would highly recommend star trek discovery to anybody that hasn't seen it yet and i would also highly recommend the orville which if you've not watched it and you're a fan of traditional Star Trek, go and watch the Orville because it is brilliant. Yeah, there's been some episodes of Star Trek that have just like utterly confused me and there's been some that I'm like, okay, now I get it. Um, (laughs) So it's very sort of wishy-washy in that way, I guess. Yes. Um, But I think episode 12, which was last week's, explained some things and was much more compelling and I'm sort of back on track a bit more. Um, So I'm just hoping I can continue to be on that path. It's it's funny because a lot of the fan theories that uh, people were coming up with have turned out to be true, which is uh, Mm. quite good. So uh, yeah, the fans definitely kind of spotted what they were doing, which I thought was interesting. But yeah, I, I think it's interesting, different and very bold for them to do this in Star Trek because it's not Star Trek is not that sort of show usually. So I'm hoping that they continue to do that when it comes back next season. We've still got a couple of episodes left. I think it's 15 episodes this season. Mm-hmm. So I think there's I think two left. This, including this week's, we had three, I think. Yeah, so mm-hmm. there's. I think it's 15 episodes and this week's is 13. So... Yes. Uh, it was a very good episode this week. I watched it just before we came on air. So, uh, <laughs> so yes, would thoroughly recommend Discovery if you haven't watched it yet. So that's all the stuff we've been doing this week. Let's move on to some TV and film news. Kick off the TV and film news this week with a few air data updates. There's a lot of pickups and things at the moment and renewals. Fortitude, they've announced, is coming back for a third and final season. Uh, It's only going to be a mini season. I think it's only four episodes that they're doing, which I think is the right thing to do because last season of Fortitude felt a bit stretched, I think. Okay. How many many episodes was, was the previous season? I have a feeling it was 10. It was either 8 or 10. It, okay. it felt a little stretched out. Mm. And Fortitude always felt to me like something that could work as a mini season far better. So I think the fact that they're coming back and they're going to sort of tie up whatever storylines they've got left and they're just going to do like four episodes, I think is a much more sensible way of doing it. But uh, I, I have enjoyed the first season of it a lot more I think than the second I didn't enjoy the second season as much but I will watch the final four and uh, and see that's back for a third season I think my dad watches that 
So, um, yeah, because yeah, I told him yesterday that this was uh, happening. So, cool. uh, so that's back. Five Star have taken the uh, free-to-air rights for Riverdale. So mm-hmm. if you've not got a Netflix account and you want to watch uh, Riverdale, season one will be on Five Star in due course. We don't have an exact date for that yet. Five USA have picked up Training Day and the free-to-air rights for Taken, which I think premieres on Amazon Prime, which is the TV series based on the Liam Neeson movies. That's going there. Training Day, that's only a one-season show because Bill Paxton sadly passed away last year. Uh, Bill Paxton, if you don't know him, was in The Terminator and was in Edge of Tomorrow and Aliens. I think is the thing that he's probably most known for. He played uh, Private Hudson in Aliens, but he's been on a million different things, but he sadly passed away from heart problems last year. Uh, So they decided that they wouldn't continue the series without him. But if you want to see that one season, it was the final thing that he did, obviously. So uh, if Mm. you're a fan of Bill Paxton, that could be worth watching. But that's coming to 5 USA in due course. Sony have launched a new crime channel which is launching free to air as well. There's a lot of good stuff coming free to air if you've uh, if you've not got any other anything else other than freeview. Uh so uh You've got Riverdale coming free to air. You've got Taken coming free to air. You've now got this Sony Crime Channel, which is coming, which is going to be the first place that Orange is the New Black has run on a free to air channel. Uh, it's also going to be running things like CSI and Person of Interest and uh, various other crime related dramas. But Orange is the New Black is the sort of big one of the big things that they're pushing for that channel. It's coming this February. That will be launching. Then uh, there was a couple that came through this morning, actually, which is uh, Universal has picked up the US show The Resident, which is a medical drama starring um, uh, Matt Churinsky, who is, or Ch- 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 I can't spell it. It's C-Z-U-C-H-R-Y, however on earth you pronounce that. But um, he is uh, he was in The Gilmore Girls and The Good Wife, but it's starring him as a young doctor who's starting his first day learning to save lives. So uh, there's that. And then uh, SWAT, which is based on the old TV series and the movie with uh, Colin Farrell that went out a few years ago. And that's about a uh, SWAT team in LA. That TV series, at the moment... It sounds like it's been picked up by Sky One. That's the uh, latest news we have. Those two are coming. We've also got uh, Channel 4 have ordered 12 more episodes of The Crystal Maze. So there's they've apparently already got some in the bag as well. So this is on top of the ones that they haven't released yet. So there's probably, nice. there's going to be a load more Crystal Maze coming. Uh, and that includes some more celebrity episodes as well. And then the uh, Flash, Arrow, Legends, Supergirl, all the DC shows. We have some preliminary dates for you now these could move because sky don't lock in their dates until two weeks before they go out but the dates we have at the moment is flash will come back on tuesday the 27th legends will be on the 28th arrow will be on the 29th of february and supergirl comes back on the 26th of march i had a lot of people with when we put these dates out there a lot of people were going yeah they're so late this is terrible why is sky doing this they suck all the usual <laughs> <laughs> so we had all that um to be yeah. honest this is not sky's fault at all there is an issue in the way that that what cw did with the shows 
The problem is, CW brought Supergirl back for four episodes, then it goes off from there until April, and they're putting Legends in Supergirl's slot, because they're also, obviously, the CW is running Black Lightning as well. So Supergirl, four episodes, then Legends until it finishes, because that's a shorter season than all the others. That will then finish, and then Supergirl comes back. So when Supergirl arrives over here, that's actually only going to be a week behind the air date of Supergirl turning in the US, if that makes sense. So do you mean when, when Supergirl comes back, that this would then make it a week behind at that point? When they bring Supergirl back on the 26th of March, that will be four weeks before it returns in the US. So that means that by the time they've run the four episodes, which the US have already aired, we will then be caught up and we'll only be a week behind the US air date like we are normally. Okay. So so it, yeah. that, that's back so to the normal... breakout, basically. Yeah, so that's back to the normal schedule. Legends will only be a couple of weeks behind, and I suspect that will probably catch up because there will probably be a break in the US scheduling where they skip a week. So Legends okay. is only two weeks behind. Flash and Arrow will be slightly further behind, but the problem would have been you've either got to bring Flash and Arrow back on their own first and then bring Legends back and then bring Supergirl back or you can try and put them all around about the same time which is what they're trying to do what they're, what they're basically doing is trying to take all the gaps out of it so mm-hmm. they're not running all over the place and we knew this had happened when the CW announced they were messing around with the schedule as we said these dates may change the, but they start coming back as far as we're aware at the moment they start back with the Flash on the 27th of February that's when they will start back this is really the earliest Sky could have done it if they wanted to keep all the shows together, which obviously they do. This was what I was saying earlier is one way they could have done it is as the episodes come out, they could dump them on demand next day. If I was in charge of Sky, that's the way I would probably want to do it the problem is the the next day after cw after the cw yeah so like how riverdale's done yeah how riverdale's done yeah that would be because i good that to me would be the most sensible way of doing it because you then cut out the the likelihood of piracy by doing it that way because people aren't going to run off and find them somewhere else and then you schedule them on Sky One at a later date. The problem is when you schedule them on Sky One, they need to put them out in blocks because of advertising, basically. Because they need to be able to make the money back on buying the shows, and to do that, they need to be able to have sponsors for the shows, so they need advertising. And advertisers prefer things to be in solid blocks, not two episodes here, skip a week, three episodes, skip a week. You know, so that's the basically reason why they tend to cluster things together. I understand it's frustrating for some people but it's not that far behind it is only a month or so really and uh they'll be back soon enough and there's enough other things on to watch at the moment so yes. you know. yeah plus there's black lightning still if yes, you do want to watch yeah you know, yes you've got black lightning coming week- weekly so that's that's fine moving on to the bigger news stories there was a uh, announcement this week also from Sky that uh, Sky One have got a new street race drama with a sort of futuristic twist to it starring Sean Bean and Adrian Lester. Uh, Sean Bean obviously you'll know from Game of Thrones and everything mm-hmm. else. Uh, Adrian Lester was in Hustle and Riviera. It also stars Phoebe Fox who has been in something called Blue Iguana and Intrigo and uh, Malachi Kirby who's been in Black Mirror and Roots. So it's the 
four of them, their star as ordinary people competing in the world's fastest, most furious, illegal nighttime street race. Desperate for their own reasons, the challengers risk everything as they race through the night from London to the northernmost Scotland in their pimped out, weaponized vehicles to win the ultimate prize. Freedom from the totalitarian government curfew that controls their lives. So it sounds like it's set in some sort of dystopian future where they are having a, this sort of crazy car race um i don't know it's interesting premise for a tv series i don't know what you think yeah it could be quite cool does that mean trumbean's gonna gonna die at some point <laughs> yeah well yeah. yeah i think we should be taking bets on whether sean bean gets killed off yeah, in the first don't, season don't get attached to his character because <laughs> yeah. he might not he might die um, yes but that could be that could be kind of cool i Ooh. guess i mean we'd have to wait and see what it looks like and stuff but maybe yeah yeah sort of fast and furious in a dystopian future could be kind of an interesting idea it's written by an exec produced by a guy called matthew reed who did a film called the pusher and hammer of the gods it's directed by colin mccarthy who also was one of the directors on peaky blinders you've also got people like robert glenister in there who was in hustle with uh, adrian lester and spooks amy fion edwards who was in troy and peaky blinders rosie williams who was in rain and the quiet passion uh, elijah rowan from vikings gus khan from borderline so uh yeah interesting collection of people and it's different for a sky show this sort of idea of a street race drama you know because usually they're sort of cops or you know there's they're superheroes or cops or or they're they're sort of might be a space drama or they're historical things so i think mm. this is kind of a diff quite different for a sky drama I'm, you know, and it's it's something we don't do as much in the UK is these sort of serious future sci-fi things. Yeah, they, we get a lot of American imports, but we don't do as much in terms of UK drama. So yeah, I'm, I'm quite intrigued in that. I think that's going to be kind of interesting. Next story we have is uh, we're back to the DC shows. They've announced that uh, Kid Flash is going to be joining Legends of Tomorrow as a series regular, which I think we we had suggested that may be a possibility previously. Possibly, but, yeah. I mean, I think this is probably the best thing to do with this character because yes. he's been incredibly underused on The Flash. Obviously, Legends has a number of free seats on the Wave Rider after the Crisis on Earth X crossover event. So um, we've now got a few th seats to fill. Kid Flash taking one of them, I think adding a speed to the to that team gives it another dynamic. I think that that'll be quite good. Uh, Keenan's a great actor, I think. He, he, It'd be fun it's to have. Good. Yeah, I think it'd be yeah. fun to have him in there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to one of the DC shows, or I guess two of them having a version of the Flash now. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to seeing what they'd maybe do with. Is it Jesse Quick that they have? Because she's yeah. in the same sort of underused wheelhouse type thing. Yeah. Um. So maybe they could put her somewhere or at least bring her back at some point yeah um, I, I mean she's because i mean the the version of her father that is on the show is actually her father isn't it the, at this point he's not one so, of the many multiverse versions oh yeah, of yeah, him. yeah yeah it is actually her dad that is is on the show so there is a reason mm. for her to come and visit because she's back in on her own earth i think at the, at the mm. moment and so, not to just send breakup boxes through uh yes through to, <laughs> um either us yeah that, that was quite a good scene i remember yeah it's quite fun so there's 
there's him coming over. That does still leave one seat free on the Wave Rider. My gut feeling is Colton Hayes as uh, Arsenal would be a quite a good fit on there. Possibly. It'd be um, a good way to have another Archer on a different show, like the, the, the same thing that I sort of mentioned yeah, before. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Thea would be an interesting addition because Willa Holland, again, has been horribly underused. Um, oh, yeah. She was contracted for less episodes. I don't know whether that's her choice or theirs, but... Uh, that's why we've not seen as much of her and why she spent off the first of this season in a coma. But she isn't she hasn't been very used very much. I believe Colton Hayes is popping back up on Allo at some point. I think he's supposed to be uh, later, so, a bit later in the season. Yeah, later in the season. So I, if that is the case, that would be a good way to sort of reintroduce Arsenal and then maybe move him across to this. But I mean, the other person I'd love to see back for a longer stint is Matt Ryan as Constantine, who is on the current episode because we saw him pop up right at the end of before the series break yeah he was in the uh, mid-season finale um, yeah, hopefully right. he could be he could be in there Legends Legend is like the show where underused characters go to flourish I guess <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. So, uh, so yes Arsenal or Constantine would be the two I'd quite like to see it will depend on Matt Ryan's schedule as to whether they could use him full time because doing one off episodes is one thing but you know if you're dedicating your entire yourself to the TV show you've got to obviously not have other things going on so I, I don't know those will be the two I'd like to see it may be somebody else new entirely maybe they'll bring somebody new in but uh, I think there are enough spare characters kicking around the Arrowverse at this point that you could fill those seats quite easily with people that are already kicking about so uh, I think so yeah so. especially as they've already got like they've already had time in other shows um, yeah so people know the characters this, so. and they bought quite a few new characters in over the last couple of seasons so Mm. You know, it'd be nice to bring across some characters that are less used on some of the other shows, maybe. And as I say, Constantine, I think a lot of people will be very happy with Constantine back. And it gives them that magic element, which they don't really have at the moment. You know, yeah. you've got you've got like amulets and stuff, but there's not, you know, a, a full-blown kind of magic person on there. And uh, Constantine's a, an interesting sort of anti-hero character to put in, I think. I don't know whether he'd play well as a team player, but we'll see. <laughs> I don't think Mick does, but no, well, that's true. Yeah. But I think that could yeah. be interesting, and I, I think Matt Ryan and uh, as Constantine and Mick would be an interesting duo to see together, like you know, long term, because I think they could end up being buddies, which could be quite good. But um, we'll mm. we'll see do with a new friend because. Yeah. Uh, I think Captain Cold's not coming back anytime soon. No, no. For, I think Captain Cold is pretty much done at this point. But, <laughs> Which is uh, a shame because I really liked him. Yes, so did I. But, you know, we'll we'll see them back together again in another prison break at some point as they announced a few weeks ago. So uh, Yes, yes. So that is we'll coming back. See what back. they have for that. And uh, last big news story we have this week is uh, the CW has given pilot orders to a reboot of Charmed and a new ghost cop series called Dead Inside. Now, I mean, did, did you watch the original charmed i don't know whether it's i, I did mean, yeah okay I, I i didn't know how when it went off air it was probably about 10 years ago so no i did it by uh dvds so right okay yeah and i mean the original charmed was was a good fun series i think you know uh i mean it had its ups and downs but it was a fun enough series well, um, i i've always referred to charmed and supernatural as like you know supernatural is the male version of charmed and charmed is like the female version of supernatural kind of yeah, kind of like demons and stuff so. yeah yeah kind of i th- i think 
Supernatural does it with a bit more kind of tongue in cheek, but it's, uh, I love Supernatural, as you know, it's a show. And uh, I enjoyed mm-hmm. Charm. Charm was fun. I watched the whole run of it. So uh, I know that some of the original cast of the series have come out against this reboot and really don't like the idea of it. Um, yeah. they, this is the second time they've pitched this to uh, the CW. I think they piloted it last time. And uh, the last version that they did was set in the 1970s, contained no connection to the original show. That I think there were three friends rather than three sisters as a coven of witches. It, I mean, it didn't take exactly all the same elements and they moved the time period and the network said it didn't come out the way they'd hoped. So that's why we're not seeing that version now. This new version is the same team that did it last time, which is the uh, Jenny Ehrman and uh, Jessica O'Toole and Amy Radin, who are all people that are involved in Jane the Virgin. So it's those guys doing it again. Uh, I, I think the contentious point with this is they described it as a feminist reboot. And I think that's where some of the original cast took a lot of issue with it. Because I I, I, I kind of agree with them, because that's a very loaded word. I mean, the original series was a pretty feminist show. You know, it was very much a girl power sort of show, that original one. So I I think pitching it as a feminist reboot, I think is just makes me cringe. Because I think it always was a feminist show. So uh, I I don't think that's the right thing to to say about it. But uh, in this version... It's uh, three sisters in a college town who discover they are witches. Uh, They spend their time vanquishing supernatural demons, tearing down the patriarchy and maintaining familial bonds. A witch's work is never done, is the sort of strapline for it. I mean, the the fact that they've gone back to modern day, it's uh, three girls in college and they are actually sisters. It's far closer to what the original idea was you know, from the original show. It's far closer to the original ideal, uh, apart from the fact that they lived in a house together previously and this time they're going to be three college students. But I think that makes sense. Um, And, I mean, I'm prepared to give it a try. I I think that it was a woefully misguided pitch line that they put out calling it a feminist reboot because that was what the original show was. So Yeah, I've I've heard the actress who played Piper has come out and said that she's not... Not the biggest fan of this, basically. I don't, I don't know exactly what she said. I didn't read it, but she said she wasn't very happy about this. Yeah, she particularly, and she was one of the ones that particularly took issue with this this idea of pitching it as a feminist reboot, as though the original yeah. one wasn't. And I think that really, I think, put her back at. So uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm prepared to, I, I'm prepared to see whether that actually comes to fruition. Because bear in mind, this is a pilot; uh, it might not come to a working. The other show that I mentioned is called Dead inside we mentioned this one before i think but it uh, follows the story of a female underachieving beat cop who gets caught up in an explosion that kills her hotshot detective big brother surviving the blast she starts to see his ghost flipping their sibling dynamic on its head as it allows her to truly live her life for the first time the duo work together to help crime victims both living and dead while they figure out the unfinished business keeping their big brother's spirit trapped on the earthly plane if you ever heard of a show called randall and hopkirk deceased uh, which was basically this premise but using a detective agency where there was a duo of detectives and one of them was dead and one of them was alive it's pretty much that idea but with them both being cops okay so (laughs) i mean i 
I, I think it's a perfectly reasonable thing to do. I, I think it's an interesting idea and a different, you know, there's not a show around on air at the moment that's like this, but it's not entirely original. Right. But um, it's been written by Katie Lovejoy, whose previous credits include the uh, Jonathan Brees Myers short lived Dracula series and the NBC pilot Miranda Rights. It's been produced by Bill Lawrence's Dooza Productions, who are the people that we I'm things like Cougar Town and Scrubs and Spin City. So, I mean, the production company's got some uh, fairly big shows that they've worked on. As I say, the Dracula series, I think, only ran for one season, so it didn't hang around very much. Uh, who knows? We'll, we'll see whether that goes any further. I think it's it's an interesting enough premise for a TV show, even if it's not the most original thing in the world. But uh, we'll let you know more if either of those two actually come to full fruition. So that's all the news for this week. Next up, we have the interview. <laughs> Hi, Mac. Hello, how are you? I'm all right, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for you for coming on and spending a bit of time. I know how busy you always are, so... <laughs> no, it's my pleasure. And we and we spoke before, right? We've spoken twice before, I think, actually. Okay. July 2016, it was. Way, oh, way wow. back. Oh, wow, so that was a little while. So, yeah, how have the last 18 months or so been for you? It's been just, uh, yeah, like chaos. Just so much stuff <laughs> happening. Ryan, Ryan is definitely keeping you busy. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> Ryan has kept me very busy. Yeah, because I think when we last spoke, you'd just moved house and you'd... Uh, were, I, I can't remember whether you'd actually had the baby or you were just about to have a baby and you were working on four shows, so... <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'd had we'd had our second child like five months prior to that. If if we spoke in July of 2016, yeah, yeah, we'd just moved and there was multiple shows happening, and it's kind of just been more of the same. No, no more babies, but um, <laughs> but more shows and uh, quite busy. Um, I guess shortly after that, I started working on Feud for Ryan. Yeah, and that turned out to be very very successful for for Ryan, and I got two Emmy nominations out of it yes congratulations on those and so yeah it's just been quite busy yeah so you've got mr robot there's american crime story which i guess is the, is the big thing you're talking a lot about at the moment because it's just launched in the u.s american horror story you're still doing for you but 
Dirty Joan. Uh, most of these shows actually have the only show that you're you're working on that hasn't come over here or isn't due to come over here is Nine One One, which hasn't been picked up yet. Which uh, you you're working on that with Todd Haberman, weren't you? Yes. In a situation like that, how's how's that work? If you're working with another composer, are you sort of working together, or are you doing kind of you're doing some bit and then he's doing another bit? Or I mean, that's that's mostly what it is. I mean, there are there are some cues that we we pass back and forth and we both work right. on and then there's other other cues we we work on separately it really just depends it kind of kind of varies episode to episode right it looks like an interesting show that that's another one of ryan's isn't it that one it is yeah so i'm i'm hoping that'll pop up over here at some point i mean it's it's doing really well here yeah yeah so um, I imagine it's going to pop up everywhere at this point. Yeah, sometimes it takes a little bit of time for for things to. They're a bit slow. Like we've we've literally only just. I think it was either December or January we got feud over here. So it took a while for that to come across. Right. With American Horror Story, we get fairly quickly. American Crime Story hasn't aired yet, but it has only just started in the US. We are getting that though. It's coming to BBC Two fairly soon. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it just premiered last night here. So. Yeah. Um, and Mr. Robot, we get next day so that's nice and quick because that's on amazon oh, great so yeah uh, mr robot you did a live performance of that in december didn't you as well yes it was the i guess third such performance oh cool um sort of the most adventurous one yet and um it was you know here in los angeles at a this famous performance venue called the roxy nice yeah it all it all went really well i was i was really pleased the band played great and there was a, a really nice crowd so i'm excited for uh what's next with that. How's the music evolved in that over the seasons for you? The core sound has remained um, electronic, but we have pushed it out a little bit beyond that using some more organic instruments. Right. Yeah. You know, most notably like uh, strings, mm. like orchestral strings have have uh, taken uh, a little, little more of a role in that show. Yeah. And then, you know, in this past season three, musically, we went into some different places places there was a bit more sort of like emotional cues not just the core which has been a lot of like tension and paranoia and yeah. uh, so so now there's there's been a bit more uh, emotional range in the music when it comes to performing that live given that a lot of it is electronic stuff how does that translate into a live performance then i mean the process is essentially i go through uh you know i kind of look at I look at all the music that's been written for the show and I choose uh, a number of pieces which, which I think might translate well to live performance. And, you know, then I, I start working on a piece, I'll take it and I will do a new arrangement that I think would be fun to perform and, and entertaining for an audience. So it might mean extending it, right. making it longer, maybe adding a new section. There's a drummer in the band. Right. And so uh, some pieces I've, I've added drums to where there weren't any drums yeah. in the or there weren't or the drums weren't weren't a big part of the piece as it appeared in the show and i listen to the piece and i think oh you know this would be great if we really pumped it up and had a drummer on it so i'll do that and then once um i've kind of have the arrangement idea i'll start working with the sounds at, you know at this point maybe half the set 
of music was, um, you know, it did have some pre-recorded tracks that we were playing along with. Right. And then the other half, uh, we were playing everything live and, you know, with two keyboard players and a drummer and a guitar player were guitar player were able to make quite a bit of noise. So um, it's just a matter of like getting the sounds arranged in such a way that we can play them and, and have it make sense in a live context. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really cool. It'd be interesting to hear a album release of the live versions of the tracks because they you can get all the, um, there's, there's what, four soundtrack albums, aren't there? So it would be interesting to see, to, to hear a, a live performance album of it. Maybe, maybe something to do with when you've when the show's finished you know you can do like a big live performance and have it recorded that'd be quite cool i think that's a great idea we did shoot video of the most recent performance oh cool with several cameras and um i'm in the process of going through that and and editing it together you know we recorded audio sort of live off of the soundboard oh nice and it sounds okay i mean i think for something like that you really need to record it in a way that you have control to mix yeah. it and, and get it sounding you know so so i think that that's something for the future um yeah. when when we do uh, the next shows um there'll be you know even more music and we can do a proper recording where we have everything multi-tracked and then we can mix it and have it sound great for for just just what you suggest a, a live release of of a uh, audio and perhaps even of even video of the concert yeah yeah i'm sure there'd be an appetite for that because i mean the show's so popular and the the soundtracks are really popular as well i mean I see a lot of people talking about those so i mean i adore the series it's been brilliant and it just gets better every time so so uh, i'm looking forward to seeing more of it on the other end of things you've then got something like feud betty and joan which i mean really musically i don't think could be far any further different from something like mr robot you're dealing with that kind of sweeping old hollywood sort of scores jazz latin you know that sort of stuff how did you approach the music for that and what sort of research did you do? On the surface, you know, the beginning of the process was, was quite similar. I mean, it's, it's a conversation with Ryan and his team about what they have in mind that they want the music to do for them to tell the story. Yeah. And so um, just like uh, with with horror story or crime story or Mr. Robot, I mean, it, it always starts with that conversation and some some parameters come out of that. Uh, you know, in this case, the, the parameters just were they were quite different. He said, yeah, it needs to sound like old Hollywood in the 60s. It needs to be glamorous. It needs to have tension. It needs to be fun, it has to have a jazzy flavor to it. And it needs to also help tell the sad story of these two women. Yeah. And so with those parameters, then I start um you know, I start researching, listening to a lot of music of the era, Henry Mancini, Bernard Herrmann, <laughs> yeah. uh, Frank Duvall, who composed the score for the film that is the centerpiece of the story that they were making, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Yeah. And so, you know, I really immersed myself in a lot of that music. And then the first thing that I wrote was the main title theme. Yes. Which um, I was really just trying to per- trying to pull all those elements together, all, the, all these things that had been discussed. And it was just challenging because it's certainly not something that's right in the center 
my wheelhouse. No, no. And that's what I thought was quite interesting. It's it's a very different sound for you, I guess. Definitely a different sound, but one that I, I really enjoy. Yeah. And, um, you know, I love the music from that era. It was quite rewarding to get to push myself into new territory. And, you know, one of the things I love about my job is that we get to do all these different things. I mean, I think you'll find many composers will tell you that they love the opportunity to explore some new musical genre or area that they that they haven't really um, been able to work in before. It's yeah. one of the nice things of being being film and television composers. Yes, yeah, of course. With that, are you using uh, live instruments to re- actually recording people, or are you doing it all through samples and stuff? That score ended up being a mix. Right. It, you know, it was a mix of, of live and, and samples. So, you know, hopefully mixed up in a way that you're not really paying attention. It just feels like yeah. we're in old Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, to, so, for a start, most of the samples are so good at this point that you, it's very difficult to tell the difference sometimes as well. So, uh, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful score. I love a lot of that sort of music. The music over the end credits I really like as well. That sort of starts off with that glockenspiel thing. I'm assuming it's a, so whatever that thing is that uh, that uh, at the start. The, the a marimba. Of, it's actually. a marimba. Uh, yes, I, yeah. I did wonder. Yes, yeah, so it starts off with that Marimba and then kind of goes into the there's sax and stuff in there but i really like the end credit sequence of that it's lovely yeah thank you so you've got that going as well and then of course uh you've got american crime story which is the assassination of gianni Versace. this is the second time you've done crime story i know the first time round with the oj one the music was kept quite sort of minimal but with this being completely different entities did you end up using that same sort of minimalist approach or is there a lot more music this time around? Um, I, you know, I think that uh, the music does have a bigger role this time. I'm not, I, I, I'm not sure I can give a reason for that, but we just, um, as we were working on it, it just felt like, it just felt right that the music would have a bigger, a bigger place. You know, when we were doing OJ, initially the music had a bigger role and, and, it, and it didn't feel right. It felt like it just needed to be more subtle and, and more minimal. Yeah. But um, but with Versace, it has it has taken a bigger role, and um, it's been yeah another great series to work on. Again, you know, it starts with this conversation about what where the music should sit and what what type of feel it should have, and where it ended up. To me, I've I've been sort of calling it um, I don't know like Silence of the Lambs meets Giorgio Moroder in an Italian villa. <laughs> That's an interesting mix. <laughs> so that's that's kind of that's that's where I feel it it ended up, which is which is kind of what we were discussing in the beginning. Yeah. And um, so yeah, it's it's again um, it's got an electronic feel, but then there's this uh, this creepiness where you know we're telling the story of this serial killer. Yeah. And also uh, this is a very Italian thing happening, Italian classical music. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's fun fun stew to cook up with all those elements as i said i haven't had a chance to see it yet because it's not come over here i i'm very much looking forward to it because i loved the oj one so i i'm really looking forward to seeing this i was reading on a on an article earlier that do you use the adagio in g minor was that over the shooting scene that is in the opening sequence it's a long it's a very long opening sequence you know the the idea was floated about using that piece and we thought that it it had a lot of potential but it didn't quite do what it needed to 
do. Mm. And so I had an idea to do a slightly different arrangement of it. Right. Yeah. And so I got to work on it. They really loved the new the new arrangement. And we ended up recording it with a with an ensemble. Oh, nice. So it's this beautiful string piece that starts the whole series off. Ah, very cool. Okay, I am very much looking forward to seeing that. It sounds like a really good series. It's gone down really well from what I can see on the online today. So uh, hopefully that will be some more awards going to uh, Ryan and you <laughs> with any luck. Well, yeah, it would, it would be nice to have it garner that kind of attention as yeah. we get into ME season again. Yes, yeah. So a couple of more general questions for you. What would be the most interesting experience you've had working so far, would you say? Like interesting-wise, it's probably probably split between feud because it it really just pushed me into this whole other musical space and then Mr. Robot. Yeah. Because I it's got to be it's this like very electronic, very dark and the, and the music has played such a big role in that show. So yeah, those those two I think stand out to me as being being quite interesting. Yeah. I mean with feud you've got the the next ones uh what princess diana and charles it's based around their relationship so assuming you're on board for the next one are you all prepared to tackle some version of i don't know english royalty based music of some description <laughs> yeah i am uh, i am on on board to do that and we haven't had that that preliminary conversation yet so that's would probably be happening soon. Right. You know, what what are the parameters? What what are they envisioning to to help tell this story? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. So yeah. <laughs> that's that's to be to be revealed. Yes, that's gonna be fascinating, particularly as you've got shows like The Crown running at the moment, which is heading towards that same time period as well. Well, I mean, depending when he's going to set it, depending certainly in the next couple of seasons of The Crown, it's going to be covering that that stuff as well i i suspect you may just beat them to it so <laughs> i've heard such good things about the crown and it's on my list the very long list of good television to watch so yes. i probably should should put that closer to the top of the list and, and see and yes. see what they've what they've done with that yeah it is well worth watching it's a really good series what are you doing next well you know versace is basically finished yeah, we're 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 quite far ahead. I'm just working on the last episode of that. Nine one one is humming along, and then um, you know Ryan has a, another new show in the works called Pose. Oh yes, yes, I'd heard about that. Yeah, and so um, that is probably the next thing that I'll start. It could be any any day really <laughs> just they, they tell me they're they're cutting and what, as soon as they have something ready they'll they'll send it over so i'm looking forward to getting started on that yeah and then i, I suppose after that year back into mr robot territory i would have thought by then <laughs> you know when season four is going to start uh, is is unsure for me at the moment yeah i've heard things you know sam has got another project he's may slip in there Ooh, okay. so they may push back season four a little bit i'm not i'm not sure about that it's such a good series that i'm very much looking forward to it coming back so um i'll finish with my usual last two questions we'll see if your answers have changed since last time we spoke uh first of all what tv shows are you watching at the moment i mean you said you've got a very long list of things to watch you know what i'm really excited about right now is black mirror ah yes great series and i only heard about it 
when season three came out, which I guess was when Netflix picked it up. Is that yes. Right? Yeah, it would have been. So, um, so I really enjoyed that. Season four came out recently. I burned through that really quickly. <laughs> and um, then I thought, oh, I need to go back now to the beginning. Yeah. So I've just started on the first season. Right. And um, it's uh, it makes me very uncomfortable watching most <laughs> of these episodes. Yes. But um, but it's so good. It's just yeah. so the writing, the acting, it's just such... I think it's very unique. Yeah, it is a brilliant so, um, series. Would would love an opportunity to do an episode in in season five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's one of those sort of episode to episode where it changes. So you never know. Maybe you'll get a chance. Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's fantastic. And the last question: If you had the opportunity to work on any show, past, present, or future, what show would it be? I've always had a thing for for science fiction. Yeah. So I would just love to work on something really great in the science fiction world, something where they would be open to doing an adventurous score. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful for, for some for some shot at that in the future. There's enough science fiction stuff coming out, I think, at the moment that you must be able to land one of those, I'm sure. Yeah, well, if the right thing comes along, I think um, I think that could be that could be great. Although they just, uh, Ryan just mentioned what was coming for American Horror Story and um, supposedly season eight is... Uh, Gonna have some have some sort of science fiction. Ooh, interesting story. <laughs> maybe that's <laughs> maybe my, maybe that's the my chance, first yeah. my first shot at it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that sounds very interesting for the uh, for the next one. So, uh, I yes, I'm looking forward to that. Sci-fi horror from an American horror story would be very interesting. I mean, yeah, they just keep going. Yeah, it just gets more and more out there. So, I'm I'm uh, excited to see what's next. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, I shall let you get back to your uh, day. Thank you for spending a little bit of time just to catch up and go through some uh, things. Hopefully, we'll we'll talk in another twelve months or so. Well, it's always a pleasure. So, thanks thanks again. Same to you. Have a great day. All right. You too. Bye. Bye. So that was the interview with Matt Quayle. Hope you really enjoyed that. The assassination of Gianni Versace is coming to BBC Two soon. We don't know exactly when yet. American Horror Story will be back later on in the year. A sci-fi version of that sounds very interesting. Feud, Betty and Joan has just completed, I think, on uh, BBC Two. And Mr. Robots is obviously on Amazon Prime. And I think Universal has the second run rights to it. So uh, that's where you can find all those shows. Now on to some highlights for next week on TV. Highlights for next week on TV. We have Strike Back, which is coming back for the second half of its sixth season. That's coming on the 31st of January at 9pm. Have you watched any of these? I've... I want to, but I just haven't yet. That yeah. is one that I haven't clicked to play on yet. <laughs> right, yeah. I've, I watched some of the first uh, few episodes. I think I've watched the first two or three of them, and then other things got in the way, and I haven't gone back to it. So Did you like I, it, though? Yes, it's not as good as it was previously. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's taking a little bit of time to find its feet, but I know some people are very keen on it so we'll see what the numbers are like about whether they bring it back or not because it is a sky production with cinemax it is it's a sky co-production with cinemax so we'll have to see how well it does here and in the u.s to see whether they bring it back or not so we've got that coming that's 31st of january at 9 p.m gamora coming to sky atlantic that's the third season of that that's the italian mafia drama that's 31st of january at 9 p.m as well but that's everyone's sky atlantic madam secretary coming back for the second half of that season that's coming to Sky Living on the 1st of February at 9pm. My dad watches that uh, Gamora thing. 
He says it's well, quite good. I've I've seen a few episodes of it. It is very good, but Mm. it is a lot of reading subtitles, uh, (laughs) obviously because it's in Italian. But uh, it is a very, very good series. Then we've got Damnation, which is coming to Netflix on the first of February. I should pre-warn you: this is just being cancelled after one season as well. So uh, entirely up to you whether you want to go watch it. But uh, (laughs) it's uh, but it has been cancelled after one season. Uh, Then second of February brings one of the shows we've been talking about for ages and are really looking forward to Altered Carbon that starts on Netflix on the 2nd of February that's the uh, adaptation of the Richard Morgan novel uh, about a future where your mind can be uploaded into any new body and uh, stars your man from uh, Robocop and The Killing and uh, plays a character called Takashi Kovacs he's brought back to life in a new body to solve a murder after 200 years it looks like it's going to be a brilliant kind of cyberpunk show i will be very interested to see i know there's some previews gone out and it seems to have gone down very well so uh definitely one to look out for but that's coming to netflix on the 2nd of february yeah i'm looking forward to that as well seeing what it's like and stuff the trailers have been really good so i'm looking forward to that looks good then we've got endeavor fifth season of that which is basically young inspector morse so that's coming to <laughs> itv on the 4th of february at 8 p.m law and order special victims unit that's back for the second half of season 19 that's on the 4th of february at tempiama universal then we have x-files finally season 11 uh, the, the 11th and possibly final season given what chris carter seems to be saying yeah and what Gillian gillian anderson seems to be saying yeah gillian she anderson. said she would not like to do it anymore yeah gillian anderson has definitely ruled out coming back and chris carter have said ironically has said oh well for me the x-files is Mulder and scully slightly grossing over the fact that he did two seasons without Mulder and scully but you know <laughs> glossing over that uh so he's he's basically it seems to be implying that he wouldn't do it without them now so um that's back for its 11th and probably final season that's coming to channel 5 on the 5th of february at 9 p.m and then baskets that's back for its third season at uh, 5th of february at 1 a.m in the morning apparently <laughs> that's coming which uh, is that left- simulcast then or is it i don't know i think no was- i i think they've just shoved it on at 1 a.m it may be a case of <laughs> they're finding that most people are watching it on demand so it really doesn't matter where they air it okay that could be the case i don't know or it could be that they bought the season and it's not doing well for them they're just trying to run it off i don't know sometimes what happens is they buy they buy multi-season deals and they might have bought the first three seasons of it and if it wasn't doing particularly well they've still got to air the third season but they've shoved it on late at night just to get rid of it that could be Mm. the case i don't know if that's the case but it could be so uh, season three of that anyway it's 5th of february at 1 a.m apparently they're running that on fox so that's everything unless you've got anything else you want to add in um yeah i was just gonna say that i've been looking for a uh, new video editor of sorts because um the two that i used before which were the youtube video manager they got rid of that um, oh yeah and in in their message they basically said like oh we're getting rid of this if you want another one here's a forum for people looking for other ones so basically like okay we're getting rid of ours look elsewhere was basically the message <laughs> right. Helpful. Um, and the, the other one that I used was um, Windows Movie Maker basically all, all I want to be able to do if I've got a video but split into three parts I haven't got any software to put them together and I'm looking for basically a new thing to be able to do that I've had a bit of a look around but haven't really found 
found anything that was good anyway. So I guess, uh, how can I get in touch with me? I guess you can tweet me at eTalkUK and uh, let me know if you if you have any suggestions for that. Because I've looked around and stuff, but just haven't found anything. So If you want to get in touch with us throughout the week, you can go to the website at geek10.co.uk and see all the latest air date info. And we've got lots of news going up at the moment. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you've got questions and comments, you can email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk leave a message on the website post find us at geektown on twitter on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown on youtube at youtube.com forward slash geektown on instagram at geektown uk and on twitch i'm starting to use twitch a little bit more at the moment so uh, that's yes twitch. i actually followed you today because i went to sort out some twitch stuff myself and uh you were in the the followers list but i hadn't followed you so. yes yes so uh, <laughs> I did that. Well, you can find us on twitch which is uh, twitch.tv forward slash geektown as well so uh, mm-hmm. if you're if you use Twitch, come and find us on there. I'm mainly streaming Subnautica at the moment, uh, on and off. But uh, uh, if you want a kind of interest in uh, gaming, streaming, go and join us on there as well. So that's uh, twitch.tv forward slash geektown. That's everything for this week. We shall see you next week with another show. Cheers. Bye. Bye-bye. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.